Hello everybody and welcome to the Doctor's Notes Podcast by Docs Castle Media, a podcast I created to share the notes of one of my favorite reality shows ever, Big Brother USA. I'm your host Doc and I'm here to talk BP perspective from Doc's point of view. So here we go. So we left off with the last episode with the play of the power, the BB power of invincibility. The end of the last episode, Jag did not leave in the lab eviction. It was a fake out for us. And we saw that Matt actually used the power. But we did not know if Jag knew how the house was playing, if he thought that he was really about to leave, or if the power was going to be played during the lab eviction night. This episode, the HOH episode we saw today, is basically telling us where they left off from that. And it seems as though Jack was let to, let know that he was he wasn't going to be um, leaving. Matt told him, I think they said it was a couple of hours before, and he met up with Jake to have the conversation about the him winning. Um, the BB power of invincibility and Matt was comfortable enough to tell him that he was going to save them. He also told him that the play was to also reset the week so basically everybody would be able to play in the next HOH competition and basically everything that Cameron did would just be reversed and wouldn't even matter for the next week. Jag has so much gratitude towards Matt when he using that BB power of invincibility on him. Um, Jay says that he was going to be his ride or die for Matt for using that power. So of course he's going to ask for more details about the power and Matt slipped up and tells him other people that he didn't told about the BB power of invincibility. Matt told him that he had met up with Sari to discuss on what how he would be able to use it and Jag found out that Sari um talked about using it in favor of Jag letting him know the inside that they that she knows um but basically this whole move has um saved Jag's life in the game and he is basically grateful and indebted and wanting to play with Matt for saving his life. But it's not no guarantee that he would want to play with Sari. Sari is the one that's saving him. It's Matt. Sari just is playing the parts in the game. Sari is, um, she made a mistake in this game. Or I don't even think she knows if this is a mistake she she's genuinely playing a game with someone her closest ally being her son so she's thinking that she can completely trust her son in this game and she tells jared about matt winning the bb power of invincibility um prior to them in the eviction night and tells Jared to not tell anyone and Jared gets excited and wants to give the warning to Jag and basically tell Jag that he knows that he's going to be safe letting Jag know that it's not just Matt and Sari that know about this power Jared also knows about this power and he knows that working with Sari is an issue now because Sari is running her mouth to Jared he don't know how much he can trust Sari at this moment 
Jared is making some huge mistakes. And I know he wants to come into this house playing his own game. Playing the way that he want to play. He knows that his mom has such a great reputation when it comes to these reality games. So he should take her heed when he, when she's telling him not to say certain things and giving out certain information. He should listen to his mother. But it's looking like, it's looking like he wants to play his own game and it is sabotaging his mom's game right now. It is really sabotaging it. This isn't the only case, like him telling Blue that his mother is playing the game but not really solidifying who his mother is. It's messing up his mother's game. Um, and this move, he is messing up his mother's game. Jared, I understand you want to play your own game, but you already came as a duo. So you, it's either you're going to play as a duo to the end or y'all going to wind up ending up knocking each other out in some type of way. And not really knowing that it's your own fault. Their game is really falling apart. Oh, but anyway, it just was a slip up. And now Jag kind of knows not that, not to really put all his trust in working with Sari. He was working with Sari very loyally, but he knows now that it's some secrets that she um, might not be able to keep. Like, she doesn't know how to keep a secret. That was something that Aunt Matt really honored and had a power. And we was trusting in someone not to tell. And I'm pretty sure that that raised a red flag for um, Jag. But moving on to the HOH competition. The HOH competition this episode was from the Scrambleverse. And it was a mental cup. Um, it was, it's, a, it's, it's cool. I like seeing mental comps. I feel like mental comps are the competitions that I am more likely to be able to win if I was to play Big Brother. I just like watching mental cards because it makes it seem like everybody has the opportunity to win the game. People that aren't as physical, you know, actually have an opportunity to win something. So it's, I like seeing mental competitions. It's really cool. And they seem easy when it's at this part of the season the beginning of the season the mental competition gets really really hard when you get toward the end of the game because it'd be things about the game that you play and stuff that you should try to remember that I feel like it's hard to remember if you ain't writing nothing down or you don't got no method of how you can remember things in the game the mental competitions gets pretty tough at the end so I'm but I like the ones at the beginning. I get I could be grateful for those. This competition was called BB Odd Couples. And it was basically um, kind of, uh, it was a competition that basically the rules were, you they read these letters from showmasters or, you know, the odd couples, the people that are, um, that wouldn't normally be together um, in the Big Brother house. Um, what letters, what their letters would say to each other. They read the letters that have clues in them that give you clues about the pictures that they show them 
um, it's like three pictures and they have to choose between A, B, or C. Um, buzz in the fastest and choosing between those three options to eliminate um, each player one by one from the game. And then it's like the last person who's standing out of the competition wins the HOH competition. So basically, you know, they played this game and um, um, you get to choose who you want to battle it out and eliminate each other off. And it got down to, I think, the final two people that were left in the game was, what was it? The final three, I think, was Izzy, Jared, and Sari. I think Jared and Izzy faced off. And basically, Jared won the competition. Jared won his first HOH competition. He has some power in the game. But honestly, with all of the stuff that was going on in this week, I think it probably would have been more entertaining to see Izzy win this competition. Because last week, we saw that Cameron and Red were secretly um, targeting Izzy because of her reactions and that to Cameron win the HOH competition then. If Izzy won the HOH competition this week, we already know Cameron and Rio is going to go on the block, but it would be a little messier. She might, I, I would be interested in seeing how Izzy acts as an HOH. She already be on like some type of, I don't know, power trip and thinking that she know everything sometimes. That's what it seems like that she gives us her vibe all is. I can only imagine her being at HOH, for real. It would have been easy, though, to see or interesting to see that dynamic. We already know how the week was going to play. And honestly, the week is still playing that way because um, Jared and Izzy are working together. So we still get to see whatever Jared decides to do be in the favor of Izzy and his mom. That's because that's the three people that he's working with. So Jarrett does want to play his own game. He's going to do what is best for him and his mother. And um, and we see that in this episode, who he decides that he wants to put on the block um, is determined by the three of them. But first, before we discuss who's on the block, I want to discuss the alliances we always want to discuss the alliances in the game where we are in them if we still have strong alliances if some alliances fell off at this point this is a turning table for us so let's get to it um so we start the beginning of the episode with the legend 25 i want to say legend 25 Alliance is absolutely dying. It wasn't really real to begin with. I don't know why they keep on mentioning Legend 25. It was a fake fake alliance. But Cam is still playing for Legend 25. He still wants to play and be loyal to the alliance because he wants to still have some type of protection whenever he decides to throw a competition because Cam walked into this competition with the idea to throw it. I don't even understand why he did that. But he's saying that he threw the competition because he still doesn't want to be seen as a threat. So he's relying on a Legend 25, which is just dumb because that alliance is definitely dying. <sighs> um, but I feel with that Alliance, alliance dying. I think that's the last 
much of a alliance with a name that is that big to try to last this long. I think we're reaching a point in this game where we're seeing people kind of trickle off and hang with the people they're more comfortable with and go down to um, duos instead of working in big groups at this moment because they find that person that they seem to be the most comfortable with. So I'm seeing more duo alliances developing more so than the big alliances. The big alliance develops only before the numbers the numbers of how they want the house to sway but this is what i'm seeing now that the duo alliances are starting to appear so in this episode we see um after jag and blue were saved from the week's eviction jag and blue are deciding to work closely together um and blue is actually having more dialogue about what she wants to do with Jag as far as working with him in the future. Lou, she's working with Jared. Jared won Angel Witch this week. But even though Blue is working with Jared, there are things that she knows that she can't discuss with Jared because of his closeness of who he's working with in the house and who she's willing to target can't be targeted with Jared. It has to be someone outside. And I think that's what she's doing when she's meeting up with Jake. She's meeting up with Jake to work closely with him because she's bringing up Sari and Felicia's position in the house and realizing that they have worked together to in everyone's alliance. Like they're in multiple alliances. They're realizing this. So they're realizing that they need to work together in order to get Felicia and Sari out of the house. And I think that's probably the best bet. Honestly, Blue and Jake are going to be the people that's going to try to go after um, Felicia and Sari. And it could be a blind side too for them. But has Sari and Felicia even won enough competition or gotten far in enough competition to even be wanted a blindside? They don't even have to be blindsided. Sari might have to be blindsided because of her social gameplay. But physically, they can't even win these games in physical competition. So would they win the power of veto? Would they win an HOH to even do do that? I don't know. Felicia, she has won an HOH. Sari has won nothing. And everybody is still playing her game. That's what's crazy. She hasn't even won a thing. And she's a potential threat to everyone. That's a strong social gameplay right there. But I enjoy the seeing that it's actually some groups developing and understanding that they are starting to have to come after Sari Felicia Izzy. Because they're calling the shots every week still. And don't even necessarily be the people in power. Another duo I saw develop was, you know, obviously we saw Jake and Matt develop because Matt decided to save um, Jake. So Matt could awesome, ultimately he could turn this um, thing between him and Jake and they could get pretty far. But I think Matt has um, some trust in Sari. A bit of trust in Sari and wanting to work with her, with giving information about his power to Sari. He, I think, wants to 
put another person into an alliance himself like Matt trying to make Matt Suri and Jag a thing but I honestly think that Matt and Jag need to work together they need to be solidified as a duo Matt saved Jag Jag now you're debted to Matt and you should save him at some point if it ever comes down to when Matt needs to be saved the last duo alliance I would call is the showmance of Corey and America Corey and America, I think, are a good duo, too. You know, you do have those showmances that seem to be strong and can be strong duos. I don't think that Blue and Jared are as strong of a duo as America and Corey. Like, we saw in this episode, um, Blue breaking away to talk to to talk to Jake about an alliance or is working together to get Sari out. I know that Blue knows that Sari is Jared's mom. So she know that she can't go to Jared to get his mom own mom out to win this game. She gotta go somewhere else. Their alliance, Blue and Jared alliance, is not as solid. It's not as solid. That's why I feel as though that Jared just needs to listen to his mom. He needs to listen to his mom in the game because he don't even ultimately know that he is sabotaging his mom's game. Blue is coming after her. Mm-mm-mm. He could be the own de- his own demise. He can be the reason why his mother go. But Corey and America ain't going through all of that. They're a strong alliance, and America brings up in this episode... Um, trying to go after Sari, Felicia, and Izzy because she sees how strong of a dynamic they are and that they call shots every week behind someone else's HOH. So she's like, why should they be loyal to these people and keep doing this? Someone needs to go after these three these three women that are on behind everyone's decisions every week. Corey doesn't want to ruffle any feathers he doesn't want to do it um but i think Corey is going to open up his eyes and realize that he will have to eventually he might really want to work with sari right now but america's making a good point and if he's really going to work with america and it's going more so in his favor to work with america i think eventually he'll understand the importance of having to go after sari and felicia and um and izzy on this episode, they did a lot of talking about who is going after the what side of the house, like who's on each side of the house, and it gets really confusing now about the sides of the house, like what is sides of the house, because in Legend 25, everyone seems to be in this alliance, so where is the other side of the house? The other side of the house, to me, in my eyes, would be like Bowie Jane and Nicole because we don't know their gameplay and we don't really know what they're really doing that's the other side of the house to me that's to me though but I think that the house is divided like everyone who's working with Sari on one side and everyone that's working on Cameron on the other side which means that Cameron literally got like one one person on his side which is red but the other side is Sari and everyone else. 
there isn't an equal divide of houses. Like, so I don't know when they're talking about, you know, working with the other side of the house. Because the other side of the house is so intertwined with Sari. It's just lopsided. It's just one side of the house. Everyone's doing what Sari wants. They're playing the Sari game. But even though we're watching the Sari game, Sari surprisingly is not my MVP player of this episode. Finally. <laughs> and I didn't want to keep awarding her MVP. But literally in this episode, there wasn't anything insignif- like significant that she did that... Um, I would crown her as an MVP player. Like, we already know that she has spoke to Matt about what to do. She actually made a mistake in this episode by telling her son about the BB Invincible power. So, that's why I also think that she didn't really deserve an MVP player. She made a mistake that really ruined something. I think the MVP player of this episode needs to go to Jared, surprisingly. Because Jared just did an important move, even though um, his moves right now seem to be rocky as far as he, I think he's sabotaging his mom's game. He still did a power move in this episode because um, he's deciding to stir the pot on this quote-unquote opposite side of the house that he isn't working on. The opposite side being between Cameron and Red. He's stirring the pot between them two. This alliance that's supposed to be so strong that I saw it was solid. Like, Red and Cam are really cool peoples, and I feel like it's a solid alliance that they really will really ride for each other. But the way that Jared is stirring the pot is letting Red know that Cameron, when he came and talked to him about putting them on the block, because Jared made the decision to put Cam and Red on a block, now that we're here and talking about that. When he put them on the block, he basically was telling um, Cam, or telling Red that Cam is throwing him under the bus when it comes to who he thinks should be put on the block next to him. Um, because Cameron is thinking that the target is supposed to be red. The target is Cam. I don't even know why um, Cameron would even think that the target would be red. Cameron wins the most competitions out of the two of them. So why in the world would Cameron even think that Ray is a th- more of a threat and is the target for, for Jerry. It's, n- it's not about who's the target for the HOH. Once you're on the block, it should be about who I can't beat. To everybody that isn't on that isn't on a block, to them, it should be who can't I beat at the end? Who do I think I can't beat? And that's who I need to vote out. I don't know what in the world making these group decisions about who they're going to put on the block and then not thinking about who they can be physically, mentally, on their individually on their own. Either way, he told um, he told Red. Red is completely spiraling because he thinks that the person that he trusts in the game right now can't be trusted. Thinks that is betraying him by saying that you know. Just throwing, just throwing him under the bus. 
It's sad because Red really, 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 you can tell he loves Cameron. And Cameron, and it wasn't even like he was throwing him under the bus. Cameron is just stating facts in the game. If if someone's going on the block next to you, I mean, it is what it is. That's all Cameron was saying when he was speaking to Jarrett in their conversation. But Jarrett is the MVP player because he literally took the conversation that he had with Cameron a little bit and, and twisted it a little bit, went to Red, and now Red is feeling uneasy. This can potentially mess up the game for Cameron and Red. Like, Red could not even work with anymore. He could vote Cameron out, not choose to save him one another week or whatever. Cameron could completely lose the closest person and the only person that is working with him right now because of him not being okay or not being careful with what he's saying to Jared, who can misconstrued conversations but um he it's just not looking in in the favor of of Cameron if he is not careful with his words either way MVB player is Jared Jared he did the thing by stirring the pot causing that confusion and insecurity in red now So at the end of the episode, we saw that Jarrett put Cam and he put um, Red up on the block and they gave the individual takes on it. Red in the room crying because he feels betrayed and Cam literally thinking that he he can't even be the target. It gotta be Red. Not realizing that he wants way more competitions than Red and gotten pretty far that he should be the actual target. I don't know what people they just be I don't know, fog brain. They don't really know what they talking about. (laughs) But yeah. It's crazy. Red thinks he's being backstabbed. And cries because he's basically lost one who he thought that he could believe fully or, you know, believe the most. (sighs) And I also want to bring up, like, today I don't have any Twitter updates because I didn't really watch Twitter this week when after this, the last episode. I just wanted to let it just play out. So there aren't any Twitter updates this week. My only Twitter update that I, my last, more most recent was that Jarrett won HOH. And now that this is the episode that he won HOH in, I told y'all that he won HOH and you guys saw it for yourself. So, no Twitter updates today. But there is an update that I do want to bring up. Because, ah, guess who got a diary room session this week? week on the episode it was Bowie Jane Bowie Jane probably had like two or three diary sessions in this episode like my request was finally granted for me to see some of Bowie Jane because I was wondering I just was wondering I'm glad they gave her some more diary time (laughs) but it wasn't really significant and it wasn't any game strategy I want them to ask Bowie Jane some games grand game questions now like we got her face we seen her reaction to a few things that was going on I can't even remember what did she what she even reacted to in the episode I was just happy to see her in the diary room I don't even know what she was talking about but let's see if they can ask her some more gameplay questions or something when it comes to being on camera in the diary room 
because I would like to know how Bowie Jane is playing. But, you know, one request granted at a time. Thanks, CBS, for putting some Bowie Jane in the episode. (laughs) So on this episode, we discuss where we left off with the power of invincibility, how the house played out after that, and, you know, with there being a canceled live eviction. Um, We discuss the HOH competition and giant winning. We discuss the alliances, those that are dying, and those duos that are now becoming the main people inattentive for the episodes now in Big Brother. We talked about the MVP player. Now, the MPV player is Jared now. We talked about Bowie J having a diary room session finally. We've talked about episode 14 of Big Breakfast. But it is Jared's turn to rule. We will see what will happen this Wednesday at the veto competition. Who wins the veto? And maybe I will have some Twitter updates possibly. I don't know. We'll see. But until next time, you guys, I'm going to leave you guys with the question again. What do you think about the MVP player this week? And do you think there should be another MVP player listed for this episode? Leave your comments wherever you see that you can leave your comments on this podcast. And I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into the Doctor's Notes podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you found value in what you heard today, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. For more updates and Doc's Castle content, follow me on my social media. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Doc's Castle. If you have any questions, suggestions, or topics that you'd like to cover in future episodes, feel free to reach out to me via email at docscastlemediainfo at gmail.com. Remember, your support means the world to me, and I'm grateful to have you as a listener. But until next time, peace out.